Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is. Like, boy, baby. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, dude. You've been holding out on this? On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddy Brando here on a Monday evening. This is Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Brando, how are you doing? Happy you, Monday. Uh, you feel you feeling better? Yes. The sinus is cleared out a little bit. Well, with the assistance from nasal spray. Nice. But. Nice. Well, our episode isn't brought to you by nasal spray, but it is brought to you by Small City Real Estate. If you were looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to call Zachary Corzilius at Small City Real Estate. Zach is awesome. If you live in Batavia, you probably already know him. Everyone knows Zach. Everybody loves Zach. Again, if you're buying, selling, or looking to property management in Western New York, you got to give Zach a call. And that number is 585-409-1088. Again, that's 585-409-1088. And I'll put that in the podcast notes as well if you need it. Also want to let you know that this episode is also brought to you by the j Agency for all your insurance needs. So, Brando. Hey, mortgage rates just dropped on houses too, if you're looking. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> First time in forever. Hey, real estate with Brando, new segment incoming. Brando's too poor. Next segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you and the rest of us. Right? I uh, <laughs> mean, all of America. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we had a uh, interesting bye week. Plenty of things went the Bills way as far as the playoff picture. You know, one extra Titans extra point made would have made a heck of a lot of difference. The kickers um, matter. The kickers don't matter until they matter. Right? No exactly. one, No one cares. But John, again, probably my highlight moment of high school football. John goes down with a sore leg. We got We need somebody to kick field goals. I say, coach, put me in. I can do it. I've kicked with John since I was a kid. He says, nope, Brandon, sit down. Running back. You go. You try. He shanks it to the left. <laughs> Next time, extra point comes around. Coach, I can do it. I did it with John. Okay, <laughs> fine. Goes in, nails two of them. Yep. Oh, that was a good moment. Only yeah, scores. that was a, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a sore leg. It was a, it was a deep bone bruise, I believe. It's but. just sore. Suck it up. <laughs> you could have yeah, kicked. I was, I, was I probably, I probably could have, but you know, we didn't have access to Tordal right or right there. So, <laughs> and we're also yeah. like two and six playing high yeah, school exactly. football. <laughs> yeah, I think we were winning that game anyway. So I was like, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. My hip pad got out of place, and I took a helmet right to the hip. So yeah. that was uh, doesn't feel good. I'll always make sure your pads are in place, kids. Anyway, how about you? Could you blame um, Ryan Tannehill for the hold? I actually didn't see the play. I didn't see the play. I was watching Red Zone. I thought it looked fine. Tanny had the hold? Tanny had the hold, and they were working on it, working on it. You could see them on the sideline. I don't know. Oh, I just right, remember... The, pun- the punter got injured, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's so he's the... Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. 
So I think Tanny about having it, to make a clutch play. <laughs> and he didn't, I, but it's, it's just so interesting because it doesn't take much to be off on a kick, especially if your holder sucks. Right. So especially in the NFL, when you're running at the ball as it's snapped, you yeah. know, in high school, it was like the ball snapped and I made sure the guy caught it before I even started running, yeah. you know, and you know, in the NFL, it's like, foom, foom, foom. It, it's yeah. anything goes wrong with that operation. Then, then you're screwed. So, but I was looking at it and there was a time when Tom Brady had to hold, they were talking about, maybe it's, uh, Adam Venateri, who, whoever, Stefan Gaskowski, I'm going to get the story wrong, but it's a funny story. Finitary would have been older up until like 2005 or six or something like yeah, that. And this is was after that. They were talking about how important the holders are to the kickers. The kickers lose their job. If the holder does a poor hold, like the kickers <laughs> Corey, entire livelihood. Corey <laughs> yeah. We're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, they say the they were talking about maybe, I don't remember where I, where I read this clip. Maybe it was on a show somewhere, but they were saying they watch film of all these different holders throughout the league. And then they pulled up a clip of every holder that got the hold wrong. And then that kicker gets cut because it was a bad hold. So this is a thing in the NFL, I guess. So Ryan Tannehill comes in, holds the kick. I don't think he messed it up. It looked fine to me. He got the laces out. The ball was down. The kicker just pushed it to the right a little bit. So devastating for the Titans. Mike Rayroll could not Stanley steam that kick through the uprights, but the Colts yeah, just find also, a way to win. They fired their special teams coordinator this morning, I think. Mm. I just did. So really look at that. Jobs have been lost for wow. holders. So wow. Tanny's That's- out here. I mean, honestly, did we think that Tanny, like if Tanny was going to get somebody's job lost, was it really going to be the special teams coordinator? <laughs> so who, who had that prop on DraftKings That's for, funny. you know, plus 20,000 odds in there. I would like but, to have Pat talk on this. Maybe we bring it up to him again. I can't believe it. I did not see that the Titans fired their special teams coordinator. That's so stupid. That fits right into what I'm saying. Yeah. You got a backup. Well, I holder. mean, also, I mean, it's, it's not just that play, you know, that's, that's the hyper bully that I'm, I'm putting in there, but it was, <laughs> it was that they had that pump blocked and uh, yeah. that's why their punter got injured. Yeah. So I'm sure it okay. has a little bit more to do with that. But anyway, Bill special teams coordinator, possibly on the hot seat. What do you think? Another skateboard goat for the off season. We already did it once. I know I'm, I'm just like tongue in cheek with the uh, actual, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, the bill special teams have been pretty atrocious this year. So the, the, the whole concept of it is just bizarre why he got fired anyways. And it was all hush hush. Nobody talked about it after 13 seconds. And then it's like, Oh, he's been relieved. That's it. Right. Right. Like, Sean, I don't like it. I feel bad. Special teams coordinator is it's got to be a terrible job. It just it has to suck. <laughs> it has to suck. You only get used, you know, a couple plays a game. As I say, you only get used if you suck. But the punts, I mean, what, what happens more punts or kickoffs in the game? Punts, probably. I mean, right? it depends, though, That's if you're playing. Question. I mean, if it's Bill's Chiefs, it's, you know, you know, the Bills have zero punt games, but most teams punt the ball more than they they score. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we were going to talk about some some refs here today because that is a hot topic in today's NFL. And we were going to look at referee assignments for this game coming up because that is something that we have to look at now because that's the state of NFL officiating. You know, if officiating is doing a decent job, then we don't need to sit here and talk about, okay, is it going to be Carl Cheffers or, you know, Sean Hockley? Yeah, Sean Hockley. 
you know, oh my God. Sean Hawkaloogie because you suck. It's just, it's, it's been so bad. It's been laughably bad. And if Joe Schmo sitting in his couch can point to the TV and not even, you know, and, and just be like, hey, like that's wrong and it's happening 10 times a game, then I, I think the NFL has an officiating problem and whether they'll do anything about it is another story. But, you know, they have the solution. Uh, it's super easy. You let the sky judge make every call. You have to explain this to me because I don't watch college. So they have the sky, sky judge in college football, right? They have it in the NFL, but they don't. Yeah. That that's that's for overturning bad calls on short notice, correct? So they're all mic'd up, I believe. Everybody has a headset. They say after further discussion, right? So you get a call from whoever's watching live. It's like a bunkered room with all the TVs from every different angle. You have the camera that flies through the stadium. If you ever go to the Bills game, you see it, and you have all the sideline cameras, and you have cameras in the first down markers now and in the end zone markers. There's no way that there's an angle that does not exist. So these guys have that angle. They can get the view from every one of them, and then they call it in to the referees on the field. Why it's not used often is beyond me. I don't understand, and it shouldn't even take that long. But it, it happens. I was going to say, so I do they use it for penalties? Because I get the sense, and I could be wrong, that they use it for... You know, plays like, you know, incomplete versus complete. The spot of the ball, maybe if that's totally off or, you know, the, the call on a scoring play, they can have the quick review. And then obviously if it's scoring play, it goes to full review. But it, I don't know if it's used for like penalties. If something's like egregious, like I, I don't question. know if they're if they're making that call fast enough. And, and it, you know, the, the idea of doing it on every play, I feel like there'd be a little bit of a delay there because... They can correct calls less than 30 seconds after they happen, but you have to see two to three camera angles. That playback takes time. You know, you're not going to be able to do that on a, a every play basis, but you would think that, you know, if all of us sitting at home are watching a play and watching a foul and going like, that's dumb, that's not a foul, and it's obvious, they should have a mechanism in place to be able to correct those calls pretty easily. I mean, you saw on Sunday Night Football last night, Pat, Patrick Mahomes get hit, gets hit inbounds and then going the other way, you know, Marquez Valdez Scandling gets obviously interfered with, and that's not called. Later in the season, these are becoming huge calls because they're not just determining outcomes of games, but with a limited schedule, like NFL referees have more leverage than I feel like almost any other league's referees because just the sheer how few games there are in an NFL season, each call has more leverage one way or another. So if you have calls like in the Bills game where those end up probably having an effect on the outcome of the game, regardless of if your team should have won, shouldn't have won. A couple calls are different in that game than the outcome of the game is different. Then calls have huge swings and it's not just in at the end of the games, but, and so when it's egregiously bad, like it is in the NFL today, you wonder, you know, it's, it's gotta be the owners that step up and say something's wrong. Right. And you got to think yeah. that it's going to be the owner of a team that gets wronged. Well, it's interesting because if you look around sports, the best one, hands down, it's not even a little close. It is Premier League in soccer and it's VAR, which is video assistant referee. They have, I don't even know how to describe it to you, but the technology that they use, it's like AI almost where they can cut everything else out of the picture to get an offsides call. They can zoom in and... It's kind of like tennis, where if the ball's in or out, you ever see the shot tracking yeah, in tennis? Yep. 
where you can yeah. track if it's in or out. But it's crazy because this exists. Other pro sports leagues use it. And the NFL that's worth almost $200 billion doesn't. And it's yeah. hurting your product on the field. But again, how does it change? What makes it happen? Because we saw the Saints get screwed out of a Super Bowl. It changed the rule to get a challenge. And now it's back to what it was before. So what has to happen for the NFL to make a drastic change? It's going to be Jerry Jones losing the Super Bowl on a pass interference, right? Or it's going to be Jerry yeah. Jones, Dak Prescott getting hurt on a play that maybe personal foul should have been called or not been called. But the way that the sky judge works, they are sitting there and they say after further discussion, right? They say after further discussion, right. after further discussion. Um, and then they can call down, but it's on a simple thing. So the example given in this article that I was reading, they did two illegal forward passes. So it was like a, you know, like a pitch, but the pitch went forward and then it was like a running back option throw. So it was like, where's the line of scrimmage? The ball crossed the line of scrimmage, but then they threw it again. So it's an illegal throw. So it's stuff like that within the game. But I don't know if a penalty is made on the field. I don't know if they can overrule a referee. So that would be a good question to find out because these referees hate that. You know, if you get a ref that throws the flag, you ever see the other refs where they like, run over and they say that's not a flag or that is a flag and then they kind of argue about who has the better view who doesn't have the better view i just think it comes down to the ego egos of the referees they don't want to be like on national tv saying pass interference just the comments after the game do you see the post game conference comments of these referees after the game i mean they're not very insightful but <laughs> he's like it looks like it was enough for Roughing the passer. You could clearly see Mahomes was running out of bounds and we didn't think that was necessary. And then on the Hail Mary pass interference, they said it looked like good coverage. They made a play on the ball and it didn't impact the catch. It's like, what are you, right. what are you watching? man? If, if these coaches have to answer why they go for it on fourth down or why they punt, then the referees need to give better answers. And, and just, there has to be some sort of fix or, or accountability. I don't know. There's got to be something. And Sky Judge seems to be the way to do it. VAR yeah, I mean, seems to be the could, way to do it. Tennis can do it. Seems like you could very easily pay officials to just be full time because these are guys with day jobs. Yeah. And, you, you know, think. not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, they're not spending their week, you know, reviewing their calls, like looking at film to see where they could be better. I mean, I don't know if that's too far, but I don't know. It's just, it's not good enough where it is. And it has not just leverage impacts but like league money impacts mm -hmm. as well beyond that so i don't know also like as far as the sky cam in premier league someone's gonna have to tell me if offsides review in premier league is just as bad as it is in the nhl because that's like no that's like one instant. of the most almost it's instantaneously they get a call but it's not like you... a challenge it's it's is it a challenge thing where you know if you score a goal they go back and look to see if it was offside I'll find out. That's a good question. Offsides are determined by the VAR. It's Hawkeye Virtual Offsides Line technology. It has two levels, a grid line and a crosshair. Oh, my God. This is crazy. And then you can see if the ball crosses. I'm really uh, curious to see how this works. This is something that would be interesting to research. Like, how do they get the call down on the field? All right. So Premier League has all this crazy technology that they use to officiate games. And, you know, what's the MLB doing? They still have Angel Hernandez calling strikes for balls that are three feet outside. Didn't they start yeah. doing the automated strike zone? 
I can't remember. Did they? They did. They're doing it in minor leagues, I think. I don't. I don't follow baseball again. So we're talking about sports <laughs> that I don't follow. We should <laughs> circle it back to football here. But it uses the same technology: hawk eye tracking, right? Uh, hawk eye tracking it, system. Yeah. So that obviously can account for where players are on the field and when they are, where they are and stuff like that. So offsides, you know, when you're trying to to do that, that makes sense. Obviously, you're not going to have an automated system called pass interference at this point in time. You know, that would be a little bit black box ish. But as far as other penalties, like, again, spotting the ball, I, you know. And what about a punt? A punt that goes out of bounds? In right, that'd be great. That would be great to have it automatically spot exactly where it went out of bounds. Right. You know, a little graphic on the screen where it's like it's like a bird's eye view of where yeah. the ball went out of bounds, just like the tennis review that you said. Like that would yeah. be cool. I always thought so, it was yeah, crazy. I, Even in Madden, these punts go out of bounds. I'm like, where did it go? And then, oh, you're on the 35 yard line. No way. There's no way. And Madden can do it. It's a it's a video game. They write code that says, okay, the ball's gonna go here. Right. You know. Right. I, I don't know. There's so much technology and we can't get it right. Well, it's you know, it's how much the NFL wants to adopt it, right? Because they don't want to they don't want to give the appearance of the game changing too much, you know, because there is a, an older crowd that watches football that'll shake their hand and yell at the cloud if they think that their favorite game is getting ruined, but you know, I think that they're also resistant to change to a certain degree because they know they don't want to mess anything up about the product that they have because it already makes millions and they don't want to do anything to jeopardize that, but the bottom line yeah. has to get impacted for the NFL to make a change. Right. Because it's, you know, it's for profit by the owners and uh, they're, they're the controlling body. So we'll see if some owner gets spited by calls. You know, I don't see it. I don't see Terry Pugula being the person to, to make a stink after you won't even fire his coach, let alone argue about the officials. Come on. Right. Right. So last thing about this. Yeah. Sorry. No good. Calls at the end of a game. Hail Mary. Right. This this is tricky. It's like in basketball, you're gonna call a foul at the end of a game. In hockey, I don't think are you are the rest gonna you can. hold the whistle? Unless it's unless it's a hundred percent blatant, I don't think you can. Like you knock a guy over in the Saints game or the Rams game. Like no 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 that that's a foul, obviously. The, but not, that wasn't like that wasn't that. like <laughs> <laughs> right. That was that was a bad call. But as far as like the actually in the Chiefs Packers game, that Hail Mary, I really didn't see anything totally blatant on that one. Like there were guys bumping into each other. There's probably a better case to be made that the Bills interfered on the Buccaneers Hail Mary. Well, this, when this got is what my down. point was going to be is it seems very consistent that they're not calling it. So yeah. I don't know what you say. Maybe it's in the owners meetings and Roderick Goodell is like, guys, unless it's egregious and it's the final play of the game and it, you know, we're not going to call it. It's the, well, you, you could never have a guy way. come out and say that you want it to be that way out of fairness though, because the, you know, the team that's throwing the Hail Mary, they got into that spot because they're down. You don't want to reward a team with an automatic score. If you're the last person with the ball, cause then all one score games are going to basically be like, Oh, if you can just get a Hail Mary, you'll somebody yeah. will interfere. Cause they're going for the ball. Just chuck it so. 80 yards. Right. And uh, if you're, you know, Steph Diggs, you look for the nearest guy in the opposing jersey and you just run into him and have exactly. him knock you over. And then fall over. Yeah, that's that's the key. But anyway, well, we got some other stuff to get to here. We're going to talk about the playoff picture in the New York Times machine. And uh, since Pat's not with us, we got a sub for quotes. So uh, quotes with Brando. We're going to take a break really quick, but we'll be right back after this.
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? Only five weeks left and then the regular season's over. So we got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on any matchup. So if you want to sign up for DraftKings, you can bet on the Bills to beat the Chiefs this week. Nice little plus 120 odds there for those of you who might have already signed up for DraftKings. You can bet on the Eagles and the Cowboys Sunday Night Football. That'll be a good one. But whatever you do, you got to get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code NABP. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code NABP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. Guess who's back, back, back again, again, again. Guess who's back, back, back. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. Well, they it's, been a, beat, it's been a rough one. They beat the number one team in the NHL in the Rangers, and then they come back and lose again and again. And everybody's hurt and we can't score goals. And now that we can't score goals, our goalie stops the puck now, which is crazy, crazy concept in Buffalo to have a goalie stop pucks. And you send your generational that. goalie prospect down to the AHL in Rochester. So if anybody's in Rochester looking to catch a game, Devin Levi's in Rochester right now. But Yeah, good time. Good time. Well, I have the New York Times playoff machine in front of me and, uh, you know, I think this is this is very bad for all vibes, John, because <laughs> and it all uh, bad in a good way, because it, this is enabling all vibes, John. I have a scenario clicked out here. And yes, there are, you know, plenty of games that needed to be clicked the right way, but none that were really far out of the realm of possibility. 
But I have a scenario here where the Chiefs beat the Bills, the Cowboys beat the Bills, and the Bills finish with the season with three straight wins against the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins, who in this scenario would be resting their starters. And Thanks, Miami. And in this scenario, with the other games that I've clicked, and I'll get to those in a second if we want to go through those because there's a little bit of a list. It's like two or three games every week. This scenario still has a 99% chance of them making the playoffs. Interesting. So at nine and eight, there is a feasible scenario where they make the playoffs. And me being all vibes, John, right now, I think there's a very legitimate scenario where they go four and one or five and zero oh to finish the season. Yeah. Like, and what, no one, what's more no likely? One, what's more four likely? And one I, or two and I two? Think, I think four and one is the most likely scenario. Second most likely scenario, five and zero. Oh. Really? Third most, third most likely three scenario, and three and two. Okay. I think, I think three and li- two is much more likely more, than anything. I think it's more likely that they go five and zero oh than three and two. I was thinking about this today, man. I just we're trading wins and losses every single week. We're not good enough defensively. We're we can't close games. Three and two down the stretch. Nine and eight. They they might deserve that this year. And if they still sneak in, then great. But. I think going three and two is the, it's, it's gotta be the most likely scenario. All right. Riddle me this, All right? It's a bye week time to sell scout time to look inwards. Coaches are putting in extra time. Players are, you know, off <laughs> doing stuff, <laughs> shenanigans and getting in trouble. Um, it's two weeks away but, from the team. Like, come yeah. on. Guys. By the way, the uh, the Von Miller candle in the the Trinity I had on my yeah. desk is no longer there, so Ooh. it is now a Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen duo. Fair enough. As well as as well as the Josh Allen um, the Funko Pop. Yep. So got got him over there. Good. Anyway, so what needs to happen for the Bills to make the playoffs? Uh, well, first of all, the Jags have to beat the Bengals tonight. So uh, hopefully that hopefully that <laughs> happened already when you're hearing this because it hasn't happened yet. Um, Patriots beating the Steelers would go a long way. I don't think that that's necessarily a given, Is that next but week? if we flip, yes, week oh 14, if we flip that the game. other way, uh, you know, in this, in this scenario, then it goes down to 81%. Anyway, in this scenario, Bengals beat the Colts next week. Jaguars beat the Browns. Bengals Chargers beating the beat- Colts. You lost me there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Bengals aren't beating anybody without Joe Burrow, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully. I like Gardner. But anyway, yes. Carry on, carry on. Anyway, let's see. Vikings beat the Bengals next week after that. Bears beat the Browns. That one might be tough too. Obviously, we're rooting for NFC teams. Lions beat the Broncos. That's a likely scenario. I'm not Uh, not arguing with any of those. The the Cleveland loss might be hard. Justin Fields would have to be playing for his job, basically, which he is already, but they still only scored 12 points. Yeah. So So let's, let's... Let's put this in the most likely scenario and we'll be quick with this, obviously, because we're 26 minutes in and don't want to obviously spend a whole episode looking at the playoff machine. Let's say the Bills beat the Chiefs. Chiefs are, I don't, I don't want to say reeling, still trying to find themselves. The offense well, isn't as dangerous. I think they're definitely um, reeling. And I saw this stat today. This is the first time in Pat Mahomes career that he has lost two regular season games to teams with losing records. Interesting. Green Bay now does not have a losing record because they're six and six after the win. But if I told you that the Bills and the Packers would have the same record right now, would you tell me to go jump off a cliff? 
Probably. I mean, <laughs> if you told me the Bills and I mean, who else is six and six? So many teams are six and six. Yeah. The Steelers have a better record. The Colts have a better record. These are all teams that we expect to fail down the stretch. I thought Green Bay was so. going to be a top 10 pick, though. You know, I didn't think they were going to be any good this year. Yeah, but. me either. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. so let's let's flip the Kansas City game. So we have Bills winning against Kansas City, losing to the Cowboys, beating the Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. So with that said, that obviously puts their chances at 100% given the scenario that I just laid out. But let's flip those games where you think that the Bengals aren't going to beat anybody. So Colts beat the Bengals. We're still at over 99% chance. Cool. So stop me stop me if you hear something that sounds unlikely. Okay. So we left off at Lions beating the Broncos in week 15. Cowboys beating the Bills in week 15, which honestly, I, I still like the Bills against the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys can look dominant, but I think it's a decent matchup for the Bills. They just remind me a lot of the Bills, except without Micah Parsons. Right. And Allen's better than Dak. Anyway, but yes, in this in this you know, positive scenario that I'm laying out. Hopefully Sean McDermott gets some time to do some self scouting in the buy and we'll stop calling zero blitzes in critical moments. Like maybe we could just stop doing that and that would help a little. It bit. hasn't worked yet, buddy. It doesn't work around the NFL that often. I feel like it's such a high no. risk, high reward play. No, oh my God. It's, it's some Greg Williams level. I mean, it's literally like, I mean, if you want to dumb it down even further, it's literally all of us at age 12 calling engage eight on Madden. 11. I, like, listen, I'm in my Madden league, buddy. And I started real poorly. And two years in a row, I got the number one defense. I blitz a ton, but I don't do zero blitz. No, yeah. No, no, no zero blitz. Yeah. Engage eight is a, is an impatient Madden players choice. So yeah. anyway, Bengals beat Steelers. In the scenario in week 16, um, they just played recently, right? And that game actually was close. Uh, Bengals Steelers. Yes. When did they play? Was, they always play close 16 to 10. And you know, what? don't even worry about it too much. Cause I flipped that game and it is inconsequential cool. as far as chances go in this scenario. So I'm going to leave that one blank. Texans beat the Browns that week in this scenario. I think that's likely. Good game. That'll be a huge game. Wow. Is that in Cleveland? That is in Texas. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if that's in Cleveland, that's like road trip worthy of a game. Yeah. But uh, anyway, week 17, we got three games that have implications, and these are all good. So we need the Bills to beat the Patriots, right? Sound ding, good? ding, ding. Seahawks to beat the Steelers. Feel good about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, And Chiefs to beat the Bengals. Feel pretty Definitely. good about that one. Yeah. And it, that one's in Arrowhead. So. Okay. All right. Week 18. This is all we need left, right? Bengals to beat the Browns. That might be the biggest ask. Let's flip uh, that one. Flip that one. That's probably going to be a big switch. Still at over 99% to wow. make the playoffs. Wow. All right. Uh, Raiders to beat the Broncos. That's your next ask. I think that's that's not asking too much from this Raiders team to pull off one final win against i mean no but does this broncos team not just spell like week 18 playoff loss or like loss to miss the wild card yeah yeah i don't know i'm gonna call my shot on that one now raiders beat the broncos regardless of where the where the bills are can you flip it just to see what happens sure still at over 99 still at over 99 percent actually actually 100 percent. it flipped it to 100 percent. interesting is it is it because they're already down? Then they must have. I don't know. Russell Wilson and is been on, dude. I don't know. I was watching the game. Well, you have Cortland Sutton, right? 
fantasy because we're matching up this week and his touchdown was nice. Brandon, I don't remember. So I was going against you in one league and Sam in another, and I effed up so bad because I wasn't checking my lineup. Yeah. I TJ Hawkinson is on a buy or injured or something. And buy this so week, he's right? he, yeah. So I have Jake Ferguson on my bench and I didn't sub him in. <gasps> you did so, a pat. You pulled a pat. I did pull a pat. Oh, so no. I left I left 20 points on my bench and probably a win. Also, I had Gino sitting on my bench and I started uh uh, Sam Howell over him, which, yep. you know, in retrospect, was our matchup. Move. John is determining the playoffs if we make it or not. One of us is going to make it. One of us is going to lose. And oh, no. It. Oh, OK. Well, I think one I of them, I really, we're seven I've been and five. So I'm bad. seven and five. I've, I've been so bad at like paying attention to fantasy this year. Like I've missed a couple of critical waiver claims and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, it's been it's, harder this year more than other years. Yeah. I think we got to move the waiver know, day to Wednesday. Wednesday night into Thursday, having the waiver on Tuesday is tricky. Yeah. But. Um, let's see. What was I looking at here? Broncos losing or winning. All right. Yes. Week 18. One other thing you need, and that's Ravens to beat the Steelers, that, which that's happen. I think the one seed will still be in play. I don't think that they'll have it wrapped up. I think Miami might even give them a run for it, but also like Miami's a huge wild card because there's a scenario where the Bills still can win the division if they win out. I saw that. And that could be really cool where the Dolphins stretched to end. It's tr- it's real tough. It's so really they tough. They, go- got, they got Cowboys, um, Bills, and somebody else. Ravens? Uh, yes, Ravens. Yep. I think they have the Ravens. So and those two teams will obviously, you know, one of those will, will take an L there. But I don't know, man. The like, one seed has is- never been this wide open, I don't think. Which I know, sucks it, it, that the, it happens sucks. this year. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. But again, like this Bills team, this is what like if they're if they're they're either not going to make it or they're going to make it and be on a roll and super hot when they get there, right? What's on so, a roll? Losing in the divisional round after you win the wild card with 13 seconds to go because you have a lead. On a roll is you just won six games straight to finish your season. <laughs> I'm sorry. It still hurts, man. It still hurts. It's it all. does. It does. It does. We just, we forget more than we forgive. So I, I, it's, it'll never, I'll never be. I'll never love again. after we. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, in this scenario, like I said, I wonder if I could pick any of these that it would be less than a hundred percent. Like, Broncos beat the Chargers. It drops down to 80%. Really? That's, that's a big this, drop. That, yeah. So that's this coming week or no week 14. Sorry. So we're rooting for the Chargers. Yes, that this is week. coming week. Yes. Chargers over Broncos is big. Patriots over Steelers. Let's flip that one. All right. Drops it to 88%. Okay. So Patriots over Steelers would be big. I, and also, I mean, Kenny Pickett's injured. So it's going to be Mitchie Biscuits going out there trying to beat Bill Jeff Belichick. So Thursday night football, 8-15 Eastern, the most boring game that you'd never watch normally, but now we have to watch and root for Bill Belichick because that's where we're at and beggars can't be choosers. So get your get your Bill Belichick gear out. I love that on the graphic on Thursday night football, I'm sure you saw this last week, yeah, it kind of circulated. They, they put them on the graphic instead of a Patriots player, because no one is notable enough on the Patriots. Who are they going to put like, on Zeke? Bailey Zappi, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, so. Um, did you funny. see anyway. the McCordy brother say Bill Belichick to Buffalo? 
I, I I don't put too much stock in that, but yeah. I don't put any stock in any expatriates who are now commentators on anything. So anything in the New England media market after that wind game and those guys are like, the bills are done. The dynasty's over. Bill Belichick is back. That's right. just the all time greatest clip. I still look at it sometimes. I still look at their Twitter profiles just to troll. Them. <laughs> Make you feel good. Aged well, buddy. Yeah. You guys can oh get God. paid to talk sports. We're doing something right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's do uh let's do some quotes with Brando here. Brando's right. got some uh some quotes. They're things I have, that people said. I have a couple quotes. They're all from the same person. Which okay. I <laughs> this guy's kind of a goofball. And he's not in the NFL. All right. Okay. And if you listen to this guy talk, I don't even know what you would think of him. All right. Let's see. I'm guessing so, like an NFL analyst or something like that. Anyway, keep going. Quote number one. I'm the iron wall that viruses bash against and shatter. Yeah. Something's going on there, but let's work it out. Let's get it out. We're getting it out of the system. Do some more push-ups and eat an apple. Quote number two. I'm not an attorney. I always wanted to be. I watched a lot of shows. I watched Judge Judy a lot, but I always kind of felt like it'd be cool to get up there and throw away at a jury like Tom Cruise and a few good men or be a judge like Judge Judy. But alas, I did not go to law school. All right. The last one I got for you. Did they actually say alas? Yeah. Who the heck says, but alas, (laughs) I'm trying to, I see like everyone that I was thinking of. Like that just took him out of the running because I can't imagine any of the guys that I was thinking in my head saying, but alas, this last one's kind of funny with all the outside noise. Our locker room is in one piece. I like my locker rooms a lot. Like my mom's bathing suits like to see them in one piece. Okay. I think I've heard this one before, but I can't remember based on that who it was attributed to. Um, I, I, I do have a guess, um, but I don't know if it's not this guy. I have no other guesses. All right. Is it, is it Deion Sanders? No. <laughs> I got some more for you here. If worms had machine guns, then there wouldn't be any birds. What? This guy's an idiot. He's not. Wait a minute. Okay. Hang on. Wait, is this, is this, uh, is this a college football coach? It is a college football coach. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the, the guy's name. This isn't the guy who, what was it? The guy who coached Notre Dame who went to USC and then got a Southern accent. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally botching the schools on that. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, remember the guy who Chip Kelly, right? No, it's, it's, it's some, it's some name like that. It's some. Okay. I got another quote here for you. I'm a Tupac, I'm a Tupac man myself. And my all-time favorite song, Gordon Lightfoot's The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald. Read that one one more time. I'm a Tupac man myself. And my all-time favorite song, Gordon Lightfoot's The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That one doesn't help at all. <laughs> anyway, I looked it up really quick. Brian Kelly is who we're talking about. So you weren't that far off with Chip Kelly. But yeah, Notre Dame to LSU, not not USC. I don't know. I was thinking USC, but oh, yeah, it's still still a big name college coach though. But 
Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm just going to pull up a list of college coaches so I can remember these <laughs> names because I think this guy has like a very like he couldn't be anything else other than a college football coach. He's just got one of those names. I mean, his name is like household as household as it can get. Well, it's not Nick Saban, is it? No. Okay. This guy okay. is in the news. He was uh, dealing with some consequences this year. Oh, oh, uh, Harbaugh. Yes. Yes. Wow. Those were Harbaugh quotes. Yep. That's so funny. Yep. I'm trying to think of who I was thinking of. Uh, not Urban Meyer. Like somebody like Jimbo Fisher, Dabo yep. Sweeney. Yeah. Those guys, those guys are like those names are. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Sweeney. Like the, I'm sorry. Like those guys are either used car salesmen <laughs> or they're college football coaches. Like there's no, there's no other profession that can, can fit that name. <laughs> well, it's interesting because he was talking about his mom's swimsuit. I know. Just, I heard that before, but I don't remember where. Just in reference to the, you know, Big Ten trying to break his locker room up. They're suspending him for trying to steal signs. And he goes up there and they win the Big Ten. And now they're the number one team in the country. And, you know, I don't know if anybody watches the college football that listens to us, but Alabama getting in and FSU getting out. Michigan's players watched the reveal. You know, they're the number one team in the country. They're unbeaten. They beat Ohio State coming off a Big Ten championship. In theory, FSU should have been the number four seed. They're a power five conference champion, undefeated. That's the four seed. But they have a backup quarterback, right? This poor kid who is their quarterback broke his leg a couple weeks ago. Who's a, who was a Heisman favorite. The dude was a stud. So instead of putting the undefeated team in, the college football committee put in Alabama. And the fans in the, or the Michigan team, when they put Alabama up as number four, was like silent. And you know how you see the <laughs> tournament selections for the NCAA basketball or whatever it is, and the guys right. go nuts. And yeah. everybody's like, we got to play Nick Saban in the first round. This is our first chance at a national title oh in God. a long time. I mean, they made the college football playoff before, but again, Michigan roots here. They follow the line. Yeah, I, th- so. I think we I think we get enough Alabama in college football. I don't yeah. even pay attention to college football, and I get I get enough Alabama. So, out it's of first it, time so. in history, uh, Power Five conference champions getting left out of a playoff. So wow. interesting. But interesting. John Harbaugh well, does, or they, Jim, they have that, Jimmy. They have that problem solved one year too late because they're expanding it next year. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, Jeremy White was talking about this on WGR today. The, if they had to do a college football committee for the NFL, they said all four teams would probably be out of the NFC. Unless you put the dolphins in at four and you go Eagles, Niners, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. Now I think you got to take one out of the AFC. I I honestly, I might even go uh, Baltimore. Yeah, but you know, Baltimore loses to the Colts, right? So you got to look at who you lost to, who you beat, strength of schedule. Right. Dolphins lost to the Bills too, you know. Yeah. And some other teams along the way. But that's why they said there's no top dog in the AFC. They're talking about the one seed being open, but... I'm glad it doesn't exist like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We're a little bit over time, but uh, it was fun talking about refs. Anyway, you guys know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Not Buff Podcast. 
like I said, maybe we'll start doing some live stuff here, but uh, pre-taping stuff and throwing it up to stream has been fun because we can comment back and forth with you guys and uh, you guys can see our hideous faces while we're sick. But if we were trying to type to you live and talk at the same time, it's kind of difficult. Especially for the people who listen in podcast form, like all you're going to hear is like, you know, like like, I had to turn my keyboard off to do that. And then I clicked on the other tab by accident. So it's going to Anyway, we'll see you guys on Friday. We'll have some Brando's bets and uh, some game picks to do. So coming Brando's off a bets win, baby. coming off of another win. Those games looked one handedly in the first half and the Saints ended well, up making it interesting yeah. at the end with the, with the Lions. But really thought about live betting the Saints game against Detroit just because, you know, you get three touchdowns like that right away. It doesn't make sense in the NFL team score unless yeah. you're the dolphins and the broncos but right <laughs> so glad they pulled through for brando's bets yeah so again we'll have that on friday and uh yeah until then go bills go bills, go bills.